0: Okay, welcome to Highway of Holiness. Hello. Hi, this is Randy. She will be joining us from now on. And again, it's blessing here. And um, we are excited to start a new series on um, living out the fruits of the Spirit. What that means. Yeah,
1: I'm I'm super excited. Um, You know, just want to be clear, we're not teaching um, the Bible. We're just going to be having discussions on our um, life group Bible studies that we're going over. This one you actually did on your own though. Yeah. So um, I'm excited to hear what you learned um, and have some good conversations about the fruits of the spirit.
0: Yeah, so um, this was the Beth Moore, Living Beyond Yourself um, study book, if you wanna go through and do it. I did not watch her videos that went along with it. Um, It's a 10 week study mine took several months to do since i was doing it while i did other studies but it was three
1: boys to take care of
0: yeah it was very fruitful though um i feel like it was actually that's good yeah okay
1: also the boys are here if you hear them in the background don't worry they're being tended to i promise
0: talking about is going through hardships, pleasing God, being crucified, Jesus being crucified, and then us being crucified ourselves to our desires, our flesh, um, what credited righteousness means, and lastly, getting to call God our father or Abba, which actually means father. It's like a daddy, daddy, my daddy term. So I'm I'm looking forward to that week or that portion of it. First of all, I want to talk mm-hmm. about the influence we have. Yeah. Uh, specifically in Acts, it talks about um, that God calls us to a higher, a high standard. That we are to, we in innately you have influence. Yeah. In our spheres, in the world, we innately have that. As women, and if you are a man, you have influence. People under you, over you, all around you. Yeah. <laughs> So, God is calling us to use that influence, not for things of this world, but for His glory. And what that means is... Um, when we would rather point to ourselves instead, we give glory to God. God did this, or this is what's happening, and this is what God's doing. We take the humble position, just like Jesus did. He emptied Himself up all of his God glory that he has and is worthy of, and he put that aside to come down as a man, humble himself, and then take up his cross. And we follow in that example. Absolutely. So in Acts... Paul talks about how he goes on this. It's not Paul writing it, but Paul is on this missions trip. And he comes to this area where he begins to face persecution. And it literally says that the godly, fear, God-fearing women incite persecution against Paul. Yeah. And so we can take our influence and use it for good. Or we can use it for persecution. Yeah. So if you want to go ahead and read Acts 14... 19 through 23, Um, and I'll be
1: reading the CSV translation, and please don't judge my pronunciation of some of these words. Some Jews came from Antioch and Iconium, and when they won over the crowds, they stoned Paul and drugged dragged him out of the city thinking he was dead after the disciples gathered around him he got up and went into the town the next day he left with Barnabas for Derby after they had preached the gospel in that town and made many disciples they turned to Lystra to Iconium and to Antioch strengthening the disciples by encouraging them to continue in the faith and by telling them it was necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God Verse 23, when they had appointed elders for them in every church and prayed with fasting, they committed them to the Lord in whom they had believed. So I think the very important thing here is that Paul says it's necessary to go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. And this is after he has been stoned what the people who were stoning him were hoping to death.
0: Yeah. Well, it, it says that they um, they did think he was dead. And yeah. after the disciples gathered around him, he got up and went out. So he very, very well may have been dead or almost dead yeah. after having been stoned. But the, even in that instance, he gets up and goes and begins preaching again mm-hmm. instead of like... Crawling you're, in a hole. Yeah, if it, you're injured, yeah. you need time to like... Yeah.
1: Heal. I don't know about you, but whenever I'm hurt, whether it's emotionally or physically... I want to I, I wanna have a pity party. Yeah. I wanna, don't like, I don't get up
0: and start doing what I should be doing. Yeah, like, woe is me. What just happened? And like, these people hate me. And he gets up and goes back. And that's the same thing um, that should happen with us, is that when we face persecution and we're filled with the Holy Spirit, we can react in joy yeah. and please God. And just that's exactly what Paul did. He yeah. reacted in joy and he went back. And he continued to preach. And then um, shortly after that, he does move on. He shakes off the dust of that area and moves on, just like Jesus instructed the disciples in Luke 10. Mm -hmm. When you go out, you know, and they don't accept you, shake off the dust and leave it to them. Yeah.
1: Well, I also want to touch back again. You know, you were talking about obviously having influence. Paul got up, didn't have his woe is me moment, um, continued to preach the gospel. So that's his influence. But you also mentioned the God-fearing women. They um, stirred up, we'll say, the fear in all the people, which caused them to want to um, to stone Paul and, um, and all that. And so let's talk about the influence women have because we've seen this since the beginning of time. And Beth Moore talks about it in the study, Eve influenced Adam to eat the fruit, which caused the big fall, the first one. So, um, so I mean, women, we have a lot of influence and that could definitely be more towards the bad than
0: the good. Yeah. And I think that the key thing here is it's easy as a woman to be like, well, you know, like I'm going to use my wiles or whatever Mm -hmm. it's called. And, get what I want. But this is when we have to die to ourselves or like put aside what we want for the things of God and what he would want. We are called to be selfless and not filled with self. And in today's society, we are very filled with self. Um, you know, like we need to have the best and brightest things, the newest things, a Louis Vuitton and engagement ring. Um, avocado toast for breakfast then okay hold on i don't have the engagement ring i do have a louie and i had avocado
1: toast for breakfast ah! here. hashtag west right here. Gosh. um
0: yeah maybe i need to start you know trying to get closer to god well okay so the reason why i specifically said those examples is i was listening to a kelly mentor podcast yesterday love kelly and she was talking um it's the the beginning of the Sermon of the Mount series that she's doing right now, episode the first episode in that series. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about um, on Instagram, the things you'll find under hashtag blessed is, you know, someone puts it with avocado toast, or oh, there's yeah. a girl who like posed her engagement ring with the Louis Vuitton. Yeah. And um, so those are not in and of themselves bad things, yeah. but she goes in to talk about the Beatitudes or the ways that we are blessed as Christians. yeah. And it's not a to-do list, like we're not supposed to go out and seek being meek or poor or um, mourn or, you know, any of the other beatitudes. It's just when you find yourselves in those positions, then you know that you are blessed by God because you will find His comfort in those times. You will find His blessings in those times and that um, you get to be called a son of God, you know, when you seek first the kingdom of God. So... Not to say anything against you or yeah. anyone no, who's I know. It was just I think God might be uh trying to talk to me
1: right now through you and your your um listing of all the things I have except for that engagement ring. It'll <laughs> happen though one day. Um but also a, a good thing to add with all of that is you know you said you're not supposed to seek the beatitudes and what not being poor and all that. But whenever you are able to post your engagement ring, show your Louis Vuitton that you were able to purchase, um, have avocado toast, whatever it is, you know, those are moments to thank God because he has brought you to a place where you are able to indulge in that kind of stuff. Um, so, I mean, you know, more than just our influence and whatnot, but being able to thank God in those moments, that's really awesome too. Yeah. And to remember to do that is really cool.
0: Yeah, because I don't think, there's a, two different things. A lot of Christians say, um, when you believe in God, you will prosper. Mm-hmm. And yes and no, you'll prosper in the kingdom of God. You will not prosper in this world. In this world, if you are a true follower of God, you will face persecution. You will have hard times. You will be set apart from people Mm -hmm. and you will find yourself in lonely situations and um because you know that that's what jesus went through he gave it up all of it he's the blueprint for everything that we live through face see hear about, he is the blueprint for all of that here on earth. Yeah. And he didn't come. I mean, he left everything of heaven, which is all of, think of everything you could ever want. And he has it in heaven. Yeah. Like he owns it all. And he left all of that. So that think of leaving your mansion and going to the poor in Africa and being among them. That is basically what Jesus did. He left heaven, came down to us, which is compared to heaven, like, you know, yeah, a third world country, the slums. Yeah. You know, yeah. the the things of this world that we would consider horrible or like we would disdain less desirable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what Jesus came to to mm-hmm. save all of us. He not only came here, but came as one of us. Yeah, too.
1: Mm-hmm. I mean, he came here and he was a human. He. Had our, all of our attributes and everything, and humbled himself because he could have just come down and been like, I am God, let me touch the ground and the earth will be healed. But he didn't do that, yeah. he came
0: to be us to take on our sin and exchange it for his righteousness. Yeah, so that way we could know that we had someone who's been there and mm-hmm. done that and can relate to how we're feeling and not just this. God figure who saved us because he could. He wants to relate to us on an intimate level. Yeah. And that's the point of all of this. We get to be filled with the Holy Spirit. We get to participate in his sufferings. And through that, we get changed and people around us get changed because they see God through us. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. I love that. So um, Randy is going to read this quote here um, from The Hidden Price of Greatness. It seems a paradox that the death of Christians could be key to church
1: growth, yet as surely as the cross of Christ was essential to our our salvation, uh, the sacrifice of believers is crucial to world evangelism. That
0: is as true today as ever, and that's the hidden price of greatness that that's from. So basically what that's saying is like, if you go back and you read Acts and you see how God... God told them um, in the Great Commission, go and preach the gospel first to Jerusalem, then to Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. And what you found them doing is that they were all huddled together. Mm -hmm. And it was only through persecution that they began to spread out to the ends of the earth. And um, so God uses our suffering as key for growth. And you can hear about it even today around the world. Christians who are suffering are often are having the most... um, Christ-like experiences, the most of His Spirit poured out. Yeah, you know, like an overflow of yeah. His Spirit that goes with them. Yeah, wherever they're going, and people are being changed. Like when you see um, suffering, if you go read um, Fox's Book of Martyrs, mm-hmm. read those stories, and you see how many people are changed from one martyr's death. It's it's incredible. And
1: and would you say those are all happening in the less desirable places?
0: on earth, places you wouldn't necessarily want to be? I mean, if we're talking about to the death, yeah, sure. The la- um, the lesser places, but also yeah. in America, mm-hmm. we're facing persecution. Mm-hmm. It's just on a, um, a social level, like it's getting where, oh, you can't share a Christian message or mm-hmm. um, you can't talk about your beliefs without people being mm-hmm. like you are, um, you know, bigot mm-hmm. or um, racist or you get called Sexist. all kinds of names yeah. because of you sharing your faith. And it's only been recently that I've been like, well, okay, I've got to embrace the name calling and the persecution because that's what God's called me to. And if it makes you uncomfortable in your sin enough to get you to be like, wait a second, you know, I am uncomfortable. Why am I so uncomfortable? Then you can find God in after you're uncomfortable and work it out. That's it's worth it because I don't want you to be comfortable in your sin and die I was going to talk about Lot, last night I was reading about the story of Lot, Sodom and Gomorrah Mm -hmm. I'm going to start with Abraham this is right when um, God visits Abraham and says hey Abraham, a year from now Sarah's going to have a baby. Yeah. And And then she left. It's described as the Lord and some men. So I was like reading it and highlighting um, where it references the men. And at a certain point after God's talked with Abraham, the men are said to have left God and departed towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham and the Lord are talking. And the Lord says that, should I tell Abraham what I'm about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah? Sarah's going to have a baby. Yeah. And And then she left. It's described as the Lord and some men. So I was like reading it and highlighting um, where it references the men. And at a certain point after God's talked with, Abraham, the men are said to have left God and departed towards Sodom and Gomorrah. And Abraham and the Lord are talking. And the Lord says that, Should I tell Abraham what I'm about to do to Sodom and Gomorrah? Should I tell say it's me. Should I tell Randy about what I'm thinking I'm going to do? Maybe, you know, like, I don't know. And then he's like, well, you know, Abraham's going to be blessed and the whole world's going to be blessed through him. And it's almost like he's like, I have a relationship with Abraham. So I am going to share my plans with him. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool because we get to see kind of like a behind the scenes into god's thought process when he looks at us and shares stuff with him absolutely should i tell say it's me should i tell randy about what i'm thinking i'm gonna do maybe you know like i don't know and then he's like well you know abraham's gonna be blessed and the whole world's going to be blessed through him and it's almost like he's like i have a relationship with abraham so i am going to share my plans with him yeah and i thought that was really cool because we get to see kind of like a behind the scenes into god's thought process when he looks at us and shares stuff with him absolutely The outcry has reached him in heaven, and he's come down to see if it's as bad as what he's heard. Yeah. Does that not just blow your mind? Well, I was just going to say, um, hello. <laughs> like, the world's kind of... Like, okay, to me, it's kind of, like, mind-blowing, because God is omnipresent, so he is down on earth, or that's what you think. That's what we learn in the yeah. Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's weird to me that he says, it seems like he's in heaven and we're on earth in this instance. Yeah. And I'm just like, and then you have that thing with Job where Satan comes up to God Mm -hmm. in heaven and he has to present himself to God in heaven. Yeah. And he's like, well, what are are you up to these days, Satan? And Satan's like, I'm roaming to and fro. Look at my domain, all of the earth. Yeah. And God's like, well, have you seen Job? Yeah. My
1: faithful, loyal servant.
0: Yeah, and uh, Satan's like, yeah, I've seen him. Look at that head you got around him. I'd worship you too. Which, in fact, he he wouldn't because he was supposedly, like, one of the highest angels. He could have worshipped him. Yeah, and, um, but he basically accuses God and Job that because of God's protection of Job, that is why Job is serving him. Yeah, yeah. And how often... Mm -hmm. Back to the prosperity thing. Are Do we serve God because we are blessed or do we serve God because we love Him? And yeah. there's a relationship there. It goes through Abraham asking requests of God. God, are you really going to sweep the righteous away with the unrighteous? Yeah. What if you find 50 and God says, okay, for 50, I won't, you know, bring judgment. What about forty five and he goes down to there and he goes all the way down to ten. Now, yeah. before last night I always wondered like why did he stop at ten? If he had just gone down to like four or five, you know. Yeah, because how many there were four of them, right? There's four, right. Lot, his wife and his two daughters. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, if he he had just kept going, you know, the mercy of God would have been extended. But yeah, I, think I see you, where this is going. Have you ever interceded for something? No. Okay. So there's, you know, like how, when you're praying for something, you get to a place where you're like, like, okay, I feel good. I prayed, you know, this much over this. I'm Mm -hmm. believing for this much. It takes a lot to have faith and Mm -hmm. God's the one who gives us any measure of faith. And so the commentary in, um, I was reading it in the Charles Spurgeon Um, Bible. The commentary is that he said the same thing. He's like, I've heard a lot of people say like if Abraham had just kept interceding, but then he knew when to press God and when to not. And that, that made me think like, yeah, there's been times when I'm interceding for people or things and I intercede as much as God tells me to. Yeah. And so maybe whether you realize it or not. Yeah. Yeah like you follow the spirit as you're praying for these things and you don't know what is too much or too little but god knows yeah and in this case he stopped at exactly the right point that god wanted him to go to um which is hard for humans to like comprehend yeah but it made more sense to me like it, it wasn't a fault on abraham's and it's not a fault on god for like stopping him there it's actually a mercy of god to be like Abraham stood in the gap for these things, these yeah. countries, these cities, and God was going to extend mercy, and yet he found both of these cities wanting. Yeah. Because Jonah goes to Nineveh and the whole city is revived.
1: Yeah.
0: But here, you know, it's it's they're too wicked. Their wickedness is a full measure, and God's gonna bring judgment to them. So Now go into the story of Lot. It goes through Abraham asking requests of God. God, are you really going to sweep the righteous away with the unrighteous? What if you find 50? And God says, okay, for 50, I won't, you know, bring judgment. What about 45? And he goes down to there and he goes all the way down to 10. Now, before last night, I always wondered, like, why did he stop at 10 if he had just gone down to, like, four or five, you know? Yeah, because how many—there were four of them, right? There's four, right? Lot, his wife and his two daughters. Yeah, yeah. and, like, if he, he had just kept going, you know, the mercy of God would have been extended. But yeah, I think I see you, where this is going. Have you ever interceded for something? No. Okay, so there's—you know, like, how Don't when you're they? praying for something— you get to a place where you're like, like, okay, I feel good. I prayed, you know, this much over this. I'm Mm -hmm. believing for this much. It takes a lot to have faith Mm -hmm. and God's the one who gives us any measure of faith. And so the commentary in, uh, I was reading it in the Charles Spurgeon um, Bible. The commentary is that he said the same thing. He's like, I've heard a lot of people say like if Abraham had just kept interceding, but then he knew when to press God and when to not. And that that made me think like, yeah, there's been times when I'm interceding for people or things, and I intercede as much as God tells me to. Yeah.
1: And so maybe... Whether you realize it or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like you follow the spirit as you're praying for these things. And you don't know what is too much or too little, but God knows. Yeah. And in this case, he stopped at exactly the right point that God wanted him to go to. Um, which is hard for humans to like comprehend. Yeah, but it made more sense to me. Like it it wasn't a fault on Abraham's and it's not a fault on God for like stopping him there. It's actually a mercy of God to be like, Abraham stood in the gap for these things, these countries, these cities, and God was going to extend mercy. And yet he found both of these cities wanting yeah, because Jonah goes to Nineveh and the whole city is revived. Yeah, but here, you know, it's it's they're too wicked. Their wickedness is a full measure, and God's going to bring judgment to them. So now, go into the story of Lot, we're going to talk about. Lot, all of that leads up to Lot in Sodom, Gomorrah, and again, this talks about like how we have influence. Abraham had influence over God mm-hmm. to have Him extend mercy to these cities that yes. are about to be um, wiped out or judged by God's wrath. Um, and we th- we think wrath, but it's really more God's judgment and yeah. justice, not judgment justice. Yeah, um, it's less harsh. Yeah, than what you would think. Yeah um so abraham had influence over god for good and lot did not he was in living in sodom gomorrah and instead of influencing sodom and gomorrah he was being influenced by the culture it doesn't say that he is sinning yeah but he is unable to influence the people who come. Okay, so the story goes that the the men that left God and Abraham came to. Is he in Sodom or Gomorrah? One of the I want to say Sodom. Sodom. For okay. For some reason, and maybe that's just because of the men that came to find
1: the uh, other the angels that were with them. Okay. We're
0: going to talk about lot all of that leads up to lot in sodom gomorrah and again this talks about like how we have influence abraham had influence over god Mm -hmm. to have him extend mercy to these cities that are about to be um wiped out or judged by god's wrath um and we we think wrath but it's really more god's judgment and justice not judgment justice yeah um it's less harsh yeah than what you would think yeah Um, so Abraham had influence over God for good and Lot did not. He was in living in Sodom and Gomorrah. And instead of influencing Sodom and Gomorrah, he was being influenced by the culture. It doesn't say that he is sinning, Yeah, but... He is unable to influence the people who come. Okay, so the story goes that the the men that left God and Abraham came to is he in Sodom or Gomorrah? One of I the I wanna say Sodom. Sodom, for okay, for some reason. And maybe that's just because of the
1: men that came to find the uh, other the angels that were with him. Okay.
0: he's there, he's at the city gate. And this is a common cultural practice that you'd sit at the city gate. And if a stranger comes to the town square, you know, you invite them and you open up your home, you're hospitable to them. You see this when uh, the Lord and these men come visit Abraham, he sees them and he says, stop, let me make you some food and don't leave till you've had refreshment. Um, So that's a cultural thing and Lot welcomes, the men into pull it walk back in and they say you need to get out of here God's wrath God is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of the outcry and you walk back in and they say you need to get out of here God's wrath God is about to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah because of the outcry and you need to go do you have anyone anyone that's with you that will go And so it says that Lot goes to his son-in-laws, the people who are pledged to be married to his daughters, who he just offered them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Another. Again, they're engaged, but have them. Yeah. Um, And engaged in this culture, you know, if you look at Joseph and Mary, engaged is actually more farther along than what we think of in engaged. I mean, they're practically they are married. Yeah. Yeah. So they'd have to get a divorce from the engagement so um he goes and tries to urge them to go with him yeah to leave and like hey god's about to destroy it and they laugh at him they think he's joking yeah um but but i have to read this to you because nope i can't read it to you it is just so cool no it's the commentary oh on that we have our light on the bible so we'll work on that next (laughs) time. Um, the commentary is so good because Charles Virgin just like we need to be willing if we can think of anyone that is not safe we need to be willing to go to cry and plead with them and be laughed at yeah and be laughed at and to suffer these persecutions just like Paul was
1: Um, when like you said earlier you know you have to accept the name calling and everything to be able to help grow the kingdom
0: yeah Um, because not only will Like we help save them. But then it also is like, like, uh, Paul shook the dust off of Mm -hmm. meaning you are no longer my responsibility. That's what that signified. Yeah, And that's what is, is that we need to break ourselves so much that we can say without a shadow of a doubt that like, we have Mm -hmm. done our best to try to save you, to try to help you, to try to, you know, like get you to see that God's judgment is coming Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm there you've got to change or you will be swept away in the judgment and yeah it's going to be devastating you're you're not going to be there's only one way and that's jesus one well, another another point to
1: this that i've heard um is that not only is it have we tried our best but dusting off the dirt um you might not necessarily change that person or i mean nobody changes somebody other than the holy spirit so you might just be planting that seed and then the holy spirit waters it and grows it
0: um. actually that's that's a good point is that like the more over the last year that i have been studying um about obedience the more i realize the Holy Spirit in us or even like around us actually is the one who causes us to be obedient to God's law and yeah. when we try it ourselves without him we can't do it we fall short and eventually we go back to our flesh mm-hmm. so the Holy Spirit in us is the one who like gets us to follow and to save us so then he plays with them they laugh and he goes back so the angel he hesitates and the angel's like you've got it's time you've got to yeah. go so the he They grab Lot by one hand, the wife by the one hand, and the two daughters Mm -hmm. by one hand. There's two angels and four hands. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So Charles Spurgeon says, this is not me, Charles Spurgeon says, and of course it comes from God, that God sent exactly the right amount of people Mm -hmm. who he knew people agents angels to yeah. save his people so when you face persecution you can be guaranteed that god will send you exactly what you need yeah. at the right moment to yeah. be saved from that paul getting up and walking when he's stoned or whatever like god sends his agents to guard you just like he would send them for jesus because we wear christ's righteousness yep And um, we are adopted into his family. So we share that place with Jesus, you know, in his heart.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about what keeps us going in these times of persecution, and that should, in really any time in our life, it should be to please God, correct? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read from um, Proverbs chapter 30, verses 7 and 9. Two things I ask of you, don't deny them to me before I die. Keep falsehood and deceitful words far from me. Give me neither poverty nor wealth. Feed me with the food I need. Otherwise, I might have too much and deny you saying, who is the Lord?
0: was one of the most mind-blowing things uh, that I learned this last year is that God is holy. He's set apart. He's transcendent. He can't sin against you. He is good. And it's like, he doesn't need anything from yes. Yeah. He doesn't need anything from anybody because he is everything.
1: Well, I mean, in the beginning, he didn't make us because he was bored. No. I you mean, know. that's
0: why I make things, because that's not why God makes us. <laughs>
1: yes. And you are made in his image, though, so. But, um, no, I mean, he wanted that relationship. He didn't need it because he is God and he's the Trinity. So he already had that relationship within himself. But I mean, he wanted that relationship with us. And so, um, but the need wasn't there because like you said, he is holy. He's set apart and he doesn't need, he doesn't need us. He doesn't need anything from us because he's already God. Yeah. Which is beautiful. I um, also... You know when we're people pleasers we become slaves to those people which is not what we want to do so when we are searching to glorify god that frees us from the flesh from other people from earthly desires and so trying to grow closer to god and make sure that our focus is on him and not of this world that is a great thing and it helps us get up and dust off like
0: Paul did whenever he was being persecuted yeah because I mean I think that's why Lot hesitated and he could have very well lost his life with the rest of them there um, because you know he could have been like wanting to please his son-in-law's wanting yeah. to look good for the men of the city or the town um, and it could have cost him and his whole family their lives. Yeah. So that's the same for us. If we are more seeking after pleasing others than God, it can cost us our salvation yeah. and we can lose everything. Yeah. So, um, yeah, we just need to be seeking after God first, seeking to please him, to follow his will. And even when we face persecution or, um, You know, no matter what is sent our way from Satan or from people, if we cling to God, we can know that we have everything because God is everything.
1: Yeah. I mean, a foundation built on God will not be shaken. Yeah. Which is beautiful. Um, I do want to point out um, one of the best things about the gospel, though. Peter denied Christ three times. Right. Um, So he he did kind of become a slave to people in a sense that he didn't want to admit that he was a follower of Christ, but through Christ dying on the cross, you know, we are forgiven of that. Um, so that is a beautiful thing. Not that you should look
0: to be a people pleaser, but well, actually that was, um, interesting because Jesus, when he tells, um, when he tells Paul, uh, Paul, Peter, one of them, When he tells Peter that he's going to deny him. That was one of the most mind blowing things uh, that I learned this last year is that God is holy. He's set apart. He's transcendent. He can't sin against you. He is good and it's like he doesn't need anything from yeah. us he doesn't need anything from anybody because he is everything
1: well i mean in the beginning he didn't make us because he was
0: bored no i you mean know. that's why i make things but that's not why god makes <laughs> yes
1: and you are made in his image though so but um no i mean he wanted that relationship he didn't need it because he is god and he's the trinity so he already had that relationship within himself but, I mean, he wanted that relationship with us. And so, um, but the need wasn't there because, like you said, he is holy, he's set apart, and he doesn't need, he doesn't need us. He doesn't need anything from us because he's already God, Yeah, which is beautiful. Um, also, you know, when we're people pleasers, we become slaves to those people, which is not what we want to do so when we are searching to glorify God that frees us from the flesh from other people from earthly desires and so trying to grow closer to God and make sure that our focus is on him and not of this world that is a great thing and it helps us get up and
0: dust off like Paul did whenever he was being
1: persecuted.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, I think that's why Lot hesitated and he could have very well lost his life with the rest of them there Um, because, you know, he could have been like wanting to please his son-in-law's, wanting to look good for the men of the city or the town. um, And it could have cost him and his whole family their lives. So that's the same for us. If we are more seeking after pleasing others than God, it can cost us our salvation yeah. and we can lose everything yeah. so um, yeah we just need to be seeking after God first seeking to please him to follow his will and even when we face persecution or um, you know no matter what is sent our way from Satan or from people if we cling to God we can know that we have everything because god is everything
1: yeah i mean a foundation built on god will not be shaken yeah which is beautiful um i do want to point out um one of the best things about the gospel though peter denied christ three times right um so he he did kind of become a slave to people in a sense that he didn't want to admit that he was a, a follower of christ but through Christ dying on the cross. You know, we are forgiven of that. Mm-hmm. Um, so that is a beautiful thing. Not that you should look to be a people pleaser, but.
0: Well, actually that was um, interesting because Jesus, when he tells um, when he tells Paul, uh, Paul Peter, Puhu, one of them, when he tells Peter that he's going to yeah. deny him, Interesting thing about that is actually that um, when Jesus tells Peter that He's going to deny Him, um, He says Satan has asked to—I think He used the word thresh, mm-hmm. um, sift. Satan has asked to sift you, and I love that because every hardship we face goes through God's hands. Yeah. Same with Job. Satan came and pointed out Job, and God already was going to, like, work that out. Yeah. So anytime you're in something, it can be, like, I've heard some people, like, really hate that. Like, why would God allow this? You know, why does God allow suffering? And that's, the whole point of Job is that's not for us to understand why, but to know that even in the suffering, God will use it for our good and His glory. Yeah. So he told Peter that he was going to, you know, do it. And then the recovery, the sanctification from that, whatever that was working out in Peter's life. Yeah. Peter ended up, Peter was the one who God established the church through. It wasn't Paul, even though Paul was a great missionary and he wrote most of the New Testament books and everything. God established church through peter Mm -hmm. um he was the first one to stand up and preach after pentecost when the holy spirit was on all of them and he was also the first one to Mm -hmm. preach to the Gentiles. Mm -hmm. um so we can have those big moments of denial of christ or sin in our lives and god is the one Mm -hmm. who can work that out of us and cause us like i said before or like we said before the holy spirit allows us to obey him yeah and um it's it's kind of freeing but you can uh kind of freeing kind of hard to see you know like with our free will like how does that work but it's very humbling too the more i realize it, the more i'm like wow god you know like please you've got to have mercy on me give me more of your spirit because read romans it's all we are all slaves to sin and death and our flesh it's only by the spirit that we can have life yeah and so we have to die to the flesh and it's not just a one-time death it's a daily death Mm -hmm. um and we we find freedom in the holy spirit but he has to do it in us yeah because it's not by our works it's by his spirit
1: absolutely
0: Thanks for listening. Um, We are going to hopefully have a good series going for you now on this um, living through the spirit. Uh, We have to live by the spirit for week two greatest of these is love and the joy of the Lord is our strength. Peace be with you. Um, A composite of peculiar patience, the kindness and goodness of God. Keep believing gentle giants and the crucible of self-control is kind of the overview of like the the study yeah Yeah. but obviously this is going to take a lot longer than just 10 episodes so buckle up it's going to be a a lot of good
1: stuff and as always we'll have uh, ways for you to contact us if you want to have a conversation with us a healthy conversation we're not necessarily looking for any kind of um mean (laughs) stuff. But um, yeah, healthy conversation. We're always open. I love learning new stuff. If there's anything you think you can add to this or questions you might have, we'll try to answer them to the best of our ability. So uh, yeah, we look forward to talking with you again next week. Yeah. Thanks
0: for listening.